Hello there, it's Anne-Marie Miles here and welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom for this week. Can you believe it? We are in December. We are in Advent. I presume you're already furiously packing stuff up, you know, wrapping stuff in lovely shiny Christmas paper or are you buying stuff or are you writing a list or are you thinking about writing a list? (laughs) Whatever stage of the Christmas present buying and preparations you are at, I hope it is going well and I hope that you have a great Advent and Christmas season. I have just come back from a couple of days away. Myself and himself, we disappeared for a few days just to have a bit of pre-Christmas quiet before the madness starts. I'm heading off to Ireland uh, for a week to see my family. And then, of course, church life is, as usual, pretty busy coming up to the Christmas season. But I love it. I love all things Christmas. And the next few weeks we'll be concentrating on all things Christmassy, Christmas food, Christmas telly and all sorts of different things to keep us right in the seasonal mood. Tis the season to be jolly. But I, what I wanted to share today is kind of not quite on the Christmas team just yet. I think it's a little bit early now to start talking about mince pies and definitely a bit too early to start eating them. But that's next week's chat. Um, no, but what I wanted to, to share with you today is I've I've been looking back at old stuff that I've been writing about weight loss and about how I feel, you know, about my eating, how I feel about how I look, how I feel about how hard it is and what. And uh, I've been looking back at some old blog posts that I've written over the years and actually just kind of marvelling on, you know, I'm actually doing quite well. (laughs) Quite surprised that I'm doing well. I think I think what happens is because I'm in a bit of a rut, because I'm kind of stuck weight wise, I'm kind of moving between the same half stone over the last uh, couple of years. I mean, I'm delighted I haven't put those, you know, put stones back on. But it is quite frustrating to be just kind of stuck in that rut. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to be here forever. But also, I don't want to go backwards either, you know, and just get bigger and bigger and bigger. I'd rather be stuck where I am than than be getting bigger. But I've just, I've spent some time looking at old blog posts, looking at how I've been feeling, how I've been kind of mulling over the process of losing weight. So actually, it's been really encouraging for me because I can see how I feel now. You know, I've moved on from how I felt 12 months ago, two years ago. And sometimes I forget that, that I've moved on in my thinking, that I've moved on in my opinion, not only of my weight loss journey, not only of what I eat and how I, how often I move and, uh, you know, how I'm doing, but actually how I feel about myself And I think one of the huge things that's changed for me, and I did talk about this a few weeks ago, is is guilt and the lack of guilt. I look at my old blog posts and I see that I used to feel guilty all of the time. I used to feel really, really bad. And I thought it would be nice to kind of share some of these old blog posts that I wrote. Um, This one is from 2012. Oh my goodness. So like nearly 10 years ago. Sometimes I'm so downhearted that I'm still, oh my goodness, 2021 and I'm still whinging on about the same subject. But I can see that I am progressing. I can see that I am moving. But I I, I actually reread this old blog post and I really enjoyed it. And it's called Armchair Olympics. 
So there I am with a large mug of coffee and something to dip into it, criticising the gymnast because her triple somersault wasn't perfect. They have to keep their legs straight. I mean, how many times do I have to say it? Anyway, I suddenly have this moment of crisis. Am I really committed to anything? There have been lots of ads on the TV lately focusing on the commitment of athletes who have made it to the Olympics. Not just the last four years, but a lifetime of early mornings, hard work, sacrificing time and money. Am I actually committed to anything other than getting to the bottom of this coffee mug? Anyone familiar with the Bible will know the themes of perseverance and running the race that are used to explain the Christian life. There's also a lot of farming analogies which make much more sense to me now that I live in a rural community. Just last week I was chatting with someone arranging a get-together but we weren't sure if it was possible. I was asking what time some of the farmers would be finishing work. The answer that came to me was, as long as the sun is shining, the lads will work. Yeah, ammo, I thought, kicking myself, like they clock out at five, hello. Suddenly it dawned on me. Make hay while the sun shines. It's not just an old adage, it's a work ethic. And I think the problem is that all this running and jumping over things that they do in the Olympics highlights the fact that the things I'm passionate about and committed to are in my head and my heart. I can't think of one that I need to get out of my chair for, which is a bit worrying, really. Don't get me wrong, I do move. I had to go all the way over there to get that coffee, but I'm not committed to moving. Maybe I should combine my thinking with some athletic efforts. I could record my blog posts with a hands-free kit as I run around the car park outside the apartment. Or maybe I could get a bicycle and a loud hailer, go cycling around Kildare shouting, here's a list of the people I love. Yes, yes, I think it might work, you know. All I need to do is get my favourite Bible verses printed on a leotard. Might not be room for all of them. Um, And then I can show them gymnasts how it's supposed to be done. That's it. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to have one more coffee and and then I'm going to do it. I absolutely love that because, I mean, that was 2012. Oh, my goodness, how I have changed. I mean, I absolutely love moving. I, I you know, I've run 5K. I walk regularly. I'm, I absolutely love that. I love that I have moved on from that, that it was in my head. My moving was not something that I had started to address. And I absolutely love the fact that I have changed in that respect. It's just so encouraging for me to have kind of moved on from where I used to be about exercise. So here's another blog post. This this time I wrote this one in 2013 and it's called Small. One of the things I've always wanted to be. Small. I mean, I must have been small at some stage, but I don't ever remember being small. When I look at photos of myself as a teen, I don't think I look that big, but I remember the constant nagging of the older generation for me to lose weight. And here I am, still wrestling with the same rubbish. Now the voices are inside my head. Always, I don't need anyone to tell me these days. I am grateful, however, to be loved just as I am by lots of people and especially by God. 
That doesn't mean that there's no incentive to make efforts to change. But right here, right now, Ephesians 2 tells me that God's love for me is high, wide, deep and long. Good thing with my proportions. That was just a very short, it was a five minute Friday thing where you just had to write something really quickly on a particular theme. And I used to do five minute Friday quite regularly because it was easy. It was quick, you know, it was snappy and uh, you just kind of, you know, you just wrote what was in your heart and let it pour out on the page. And on that post, there is a photograph of me when I was one of my four or five or something. And I am a dinky little thing, but I've never... I don't ever remember being small and I just love the idea of being small. So here's another one of these quick, snappy five minute Friday ones from 2018. It's based on the prompt, why? My makeshift bravado sank like a tent without pegs recently when I was sent for a CT scan. It was routine. No one expected anything to come of it. Just ruling stuff out. I only mentioned it to a few people. I didn't want to fuss. But as I lay in the machine, I remembered the last time I'd one of those tests. Almost exactly 16 years ago. I'd had bad news and they were testing to make sure there wasn't worse news. It all came flooding back as the large metal doughnut surrounded me. And I thought back to holding my breath and my tears as the guy's voice very kindly asked me to stop moving so that they could run the test. Those memories turned what I had dismissed as a routine scan to one that filled me with fear. Why am I here again? What if it is something? Why would you, God, do that to me? What if I'm sick again? They don't send you for tests for nothing. It could be I fretted and questioned for a few days until I heard it was all normal. And then my feelings were mixed with relief and frustration. What was that for? Why, Lord, why did you put me through that, dragging up all that old pain and panic for nothing? I'm still not sure, to be honest. Maybe to show me that it was nothing. Giving me peace of mind, maybe to strengthen my prayer life. There's nothing like worry to do that. Maybe to strengthen my faith or to test it even. I don't know why, but I don't believe anything is for nothing. There isn't one thing wasted. And even if the why is never resolved, I trust. Gosh, yeah, I remember that. I was full of doubts and fears. And I know that if I was sent, you know, for another test, I would probably be the same again. But I just remember being so, oh gosh, really knocked you know knocked off my kind of confidence knocked off my my steady trail okay so I'm just going to read you one more of these let me have a look okay so this was 2019 so a couple of years ago now and this one is called looking after the bricks and mortar I almost called this post falling slowly I can remember every moment of the fall and the landing I tripped up over a few millimetres of crooked paving stone and landed with an extremely painful thud. So I was out of action for a few weeks and then went on holidays. We went on a road trip, not as far and wide as we'd planned due to my delicate condition. And on our last day before returning home, we spent a day in Bath. Now, if you know me, you know I love Bath. I'm always up for a spot of Jane Austen spotting. But what really fascinated me on this visit 
was our walk around Bath Abbey. They have embarked on a major project of renovation and restoration. At the same time as repairing the collapsing floor, they are working on preserving the history of the building and reducing their carbon footprint. They will be running the warm spa waters under the abbey and utilising underfloor heating. It's a super project called Footprint. My first pastor regularly reminded us that the church was not just the bricks and mortar. We used to meet in a community centre and we were delighted to eventually have our own permanent premises in the loft space of a row of shops. But he kept reminding us we were not to get caught up in our surroundings, but to get caught up in God and his word. As I entered Bath Abbey, I saw the huge undertaking of restoration work and my old pastor's words rang in my ears and I confessed I kind of snorted at what I could see happening. I know, I know, terrible attitude. But almost immediately God pulled me up on it. God's word was all over the building. Each panel used to fence off the renovation area had scripture on it. We found copies of the Lord's Prayer in one of the chapels in a number of languages, including Welsh. And there was also an exhibition called Let My People Go. 23 beautiful pieces of work that reflect the Bible stories from creation through to Moses. Bath Abbey is definitely not just about bricks and mortar, even though the bricks and mortar need some attention. And I was just blown away by it, I have to admit. I spent some time healing from my injuries and during that time I have been pondering my own efforts in physical restoration and renovation over the last few years. I continue to look after myself, staying active and trying to lose more weight. But I too am not just about my bricks and mortar. I've written before about how I've mistreated this body that I've been given. And though I need to take care of it, I also need to take care of my spirit. I'm crumbling on the outside, there's no denying it. Aches, pains, still carrying too much weight, laughter lines that have developed into hilarity tunnels. But as long as there's plenty of God's word on the panels, I reckon I'll stay standing. Go and check the Bath Abbey website and visit if you can. It's a super place on the inside and out. Now, I absolutely love that because it reflects the change in me from that first post that I read about the fact that I wasn't moving and that I wasn't really worried about my body other than, you know, reducing the the stones and pounds. And I am just so encouraged to see the development in my thinking and the development in, you know, not just in my physical life, but my spiritual life, but also my mental health as well, because we're not just about the bricks and mortar, are we? It's not just about losing weight so we can look and feel better. It's also about helping ourselves inwardly, spiritually and emotionally and strengthening ourselves. And the reason that I wanted to share that difference is because I'd encourage you if you are struggling at the moment, if there's any way of going back, maybe you haven't charted stuff the way I have in a blog, but maybe you've kept maybe you've kept journals or diaries. Go back, go back if you can, even maybe talk to family if you feel comfortable doing that. Talk to family, friends or partners and whatever, and just even have that conversation about how things are now compared to how they were. Are you progressing? And if you feel you're not, maybe, you know, this is the time to think, Okay, 2022 is coming. Let's find a way to move forward or 
let's start keeping a journal. Let's start keeping a blog so that there is something kind of to look back on as things improve and change. What I was actually originally going to talk about today was, and and this kind of sent me on this kind of historical little journey, was that today, right here, right now, where I am, I need to be happy with myself. I think it's really important that we love and accept ourselves just as we are right here and right now. It doesn't mean that we're not going to change. doesn't mean that we're not going to make efforts to improve ourselves physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Yeah, you know, I'm on this journey and, you know, a lot of you are responding to me and telling me that you're on a journey. We're all at different stages of it. But... I think right here, right now, we need to learn to accept ourselves. This is how I am. This is who I am. And just accept that and love that and look after it. And yes, I wish I was skinnier. Yes, I wish I wasn't still stuck in this stupid kind of plateau phase. But I want to love and accept myself and look after myself and commit to myself where I am right here and right now. And I think it's really important that we do that. And that was kind of where I was going to start today. <laughs> but it's actually now where I'm finishing. But to get to that stage, I felt like I had to see, am I making progress? And I'm really excited to see that I am. I have changed. It's a very slow process. And I think that's sometimes why we don't always see it and feel it. Let's face it, we're not really going to be great dieters over the next few weeks, are we? I mean, I'm going to be sharing about some ways to kind of keep... <laughs> keep the floodgates closed even for another few days you know over the next week or two but in general December's December can be hard to kind of keep control so look after yourself appreciate yourself for who you are right here and right now and then in 2022 let's start taking note of where we are maybe commit to to journaling or or, or something that helps you kind of see where you're heading and be able to get to certain points and look back and see the progress. And I really hope the little bits I've shared of my journey over the last nine, ten years has been encouraging. And before I wrap it up, of course. What is that about? Absolutely. What is that about? Well, I was in a hotel for the last few days. It it was lovely. It was all Christmassy and the fire they had they have an open fire, the fire was lighting, they had two giant Christmas trees in their lobby. But one thing that really annoyed me it was the amount of complaining that certain people did over the few days that we were there. We were sitting eating at some stage and there was um there were people nearby us and they complained about everything. They complained about where they were seated to each other, not to the staff. This is what really bugged me. They complained about where they were seated. And then somebody else said, well, do you do you want to move? No, 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 no. And then somebody came on. Is everything all right? Yeah, everything's fine. They complained about the menu. They complained about how long it took for the girl to bring them a particular thing that they'd asked for. And then as they were eating, and then potatoes are a bit hard. Gosh, that cauliflower cheese is a bit cold. Oh, do you know something? I wanted to say, shut up. You're in a beautiful hotel. The food is fabulous. You could have sent your dinner back if you really wanted to. You could have moved. You could have asked the girl to move you to a different seat if you'd really want to do. In fact, I wish you'd asked the girl to move you to a different seat. Then the next day, somebody checking in and 
the person at reception was explaining, well, this this is the way breakfast works and this is the way the restaurant works and this is the way the leisure pass works. And, and as the person was checking in, they were like, oh, can I not have this? And oh, do you not do that? And oh, do I have to come back and ask for that? And oh, I have to book in for that, do I? And I'm standing at reception going, what is wrong with you? Look at this beautiful place. You know, we've just come out of the season of Thanksgiving. I think people who are not thankful for the lovely things they have. I mean, Frankie. What is that about? Absolutely. What is that about? We should be so thankful for all that we have. If we've got a roof over our head and we've got food in our cupboards and we've got people who care about us. We are so privileged in this part of the world to have what we have. I'm going to leave you to it because I just feel so I feel so thankful that I've moved on. I feel so thankful that I have progressed in my own journey. I feel really thankful for the fact that I've had a few days just on my own with Richard and in that beautiful place. And I'm about to head off to Ireland. So next week's podcast is going to come to you from Dublin. So I'm very excited about that. I am so, 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 so grateful for you guys listening and commenting. Thank you so much for buying me coffee. It, do you know, I would love I if you could write a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely fantastic. I would really love that. And I am really grateful for all the listens. Like I'm heading towards 900 downloads at the moment and it's just been an amazing journey so far. Thank you for joining me on it. And I will talk to you from Dublin next week. Bye bye.